1: reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never going to get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, h e l p.com/mascara. Again, betterhelp.com/mascara. Hey everyone, welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. We're here on a Friday. It's like the last day of school, Jess. Well, last day for a few weeks. It's okay. Just for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> exactly. So we're bringing you this interview today, but then I am going on... An epic adventure. I'll tell you next week because we have some replays and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you where I am. It's fine. But we're going to actually next week, we're going to be dark. No new episodes. The week after that, we will have some replays. You'll find out where I am. Jess is taking some time off towards the end of August, too. We'll be back the last week of August with new episodes. But this one, our last episode rounding out our summer season is, I guess, summer appropriate. Like, because we're talking about the, it's body. About the body.
2: It's all about the body, the body. Jen. Yes. The body.
1: Who Bod. we have?
2: Tell me about Dr. Neinstein. Okay, I'm very excited. We have Dr. Ryan Neinstein. He is a board-certified plastic surgeon in New York City, and he is the owner of Neinstein Plastic Surgery. So... We wanted to really get somebody who knew all about, like a super specialist, and he really knows the body. He's all about the body, and he's also really known as the surgeon's surgeon, because a lot of plastics, as they call them, plastic surgeons, they choose them, They choose him as their own doctor when they're getting a surgery. So he's the author of many safety guidelines. He's a master class instructor. He is an entrepreneur, and he also talks around the world about how to really you know lead in this category. Dr. Ninesen is really known for hyper specific procedures that you're not going to be hearing about or reading about anywhere else. He's like really known for very proprietary procedures so he's going to be talking about that in our show and he's just a really interesting guy. He's a surgeon but he's also very much a family man too so just really exciting interview and I'm very happy to have him on the show. Dr. Neinstein, you are the body guy. Everyone's saying, if you want body, you go to Neinstein. How did you become the body guy and what made you so like into this?
0: Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I very much appreciate it. I love your podcast and I can't wait to share the things we do over here. I like body surgery because it just makes sense to me. My energy, my vibe, the thing like I connect with the people. These are... My people and like the people we work with, the people we operate on, these are people who care about the way they look and feel, that mind-body connection matters, and they really understand the concept of the limitations of diet and exercise, and for me, that comes out in the body. I can starve myself as much as I want. My flanks, my wife grabs them every day. Like They remain there, so being able to help people reach that final mile of their body just makes a lot of sense to me, and... Another reason why I like to do it is there's just, there's so many areas and it keeps the operating room full and there's just a (laughs) wide breadth of body parts to do. So So the face is a little limited to a few areas.
2: Question doc. Okay, so there's, you said like, you know, you relate to those patients, the body patients more. Is the body patient, I'm speaking obviously in like big generalities here, but is the body patient different than a face patient? I'm sure people who get, their face is done as so people who go get facial plastic surgery are often like there was, there's some overlap. They're going to get some body work done too. But are there two camps of patients, a body patient and a face patient?
0: So like broad strokes, like you yeah. tend to like, we want to hang out with people like us. We want to associate with people like us who are like into like similar interests are like going to be the type of people you want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of the people that are seeking body surgery, are people who are into fitness, into wellness in that sense. And that's something that aligns with me, especially... You're married to a
1: trainer, right?
0: I'm married to a celebrity fitness trainer who is now the celebrity mom of my life because she's taking care of our young one. And we have one coming in a week. So there's a lot of action there on the baby front.
1: And that's another
0: reason, you know, we do a lot of mommy makeovers. And it's another way I connect to these moms. Like, I'm living it. This is... The things they're saying and their concerns are something I see every day at home. So
2: Okay. We're going to get to the mommy makeover for anyone
0: who's got questions about that. And that's why, you know, that world or that sphere makes sense for me to live in. And, you know, all my friends are face surgeons, so I like to, like, do something different.
2: <laughs> okay. And, and it was interesting you said that there's no shortage of, like, patients coming into the OR because... There's so much real estate. Correct. <laughs> you don't
0: just. <laughs> and have I'm you gonna get your toes. Ch- you got your knees. I'm also like a nooks. And, uh, you know, we joke like I'm like a nooks and crannies guy. Like a lot, I do a lot of calves, a lot of ankles, places on the body that other people just like don't even know that you can do. We've kind of created the systems, the processes, the techniques to do them safely and predictably. So we, I like the nooks and the crannies, kind of a crafty surgeon like that.
2: So like, what's under? No- I, I don't want to feed into anyone's like body dysmorphia here, or like even fuel my own. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have body dysmorphia. But like, the,
1: not, what nook should I worry about
2: now? But like, <laughs> my, I remember when I was at Cosmo, my friend—I'm not going to name check her. My friend and I would like, oh, he'd be like, this is like a weird, like I've got like a little like side knee, got like a little like side car knee. You know, like we always like find yeah. like little nooks and crannies. I know I'm going to yeah. get some DM or some email, like Jess. Don't send them my way, but But yeah, like we know what I'm talking about. You just
0: redirect them over here.
2: Okay. You know, do do the, the talking, the toxic talking.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I I love it. I, you know, you know, we'll take all comers, you know, things like that really bother people, by the way, like there's like fat, like thick calves and ankles where women have this, Mm -hmm. you know, thick, almost like rigid elongated structure that Mm -hmm. doesn't have any curves and, I, you know, these are women who have low BMI, very fit, very thin, and they're just genetically designed to have fat calves and ankles. They don't like wearing shorts. They don't like wearing skirts. And the traditional thinking was it was a dangerous place to, to get to. Yeah. And, it? and that it's not it, – we have – I've custom designed the instruments – they're like these baby little tools. We don't do pediatric lipo. They're just small, the instruments. Okay. But they get.
2: <laughs> Thank you they, for clarifying that. I just,
0: just, I just want to make it clear: you do not do <laughs> baby lipo. We do baby <laughs> lipo, but not pediatric lipo. But they're little tiny instruments. They're very cute. We have them make, made in South America, where the best machinists are, and we oh. kind of create our own curves so we can make little pokes and get around ankles, get around knees, get into the calves get into that sweet spot zen zone just under the skin where that stubborn fat lives we also have these new type of compression is this like
1: cannulas is that what you're talking about like sucking yeah, out but fat like from tiny tr- spots okay but
0: the ones that you you know if you go to one of the meetings and you go to the market the marketplace they don't make these things so you have to get them custom made
2: i was about to ask you is this yeah is this only yours is this proprietary or is it just like only a few really good doctors have them
0: i like to, i make my own based on like the way i like to operate like oh, okay. the angle i like The size Mm -hmm. of the cannula I like, the way that just makes sense to me. A lot of people who do these operations will use traditional things that I find when you're trying to do it on a high level with a lot of finesse, just don't, Mm -hmm. doesn't work. You know, it's a square peg in a round hole. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So they
0: probably try it, they get a bad result, and they just bail on it instead of saying, this is a problem for patients, like, let's find the solution, You know, they try to, a lot of people probably just use what they have in the cupboard instead of trying to go and... Or they
1: say, no, we can't fix your your ankle. Yeah, Yeah. they say,
0: go to Neinstein. He's the crazy guy who (laughs) will do your calf and your ankle, minimally invasive or under general. You know, we we did a Pilates instructor's calf and ankle the other day, and, you know, she was teaching again in a week.
2: Wow. Yeah, see, I, you know, we hear about lots of different body procedures. Jen and I have talked about them over the years, but... You know, I don't see too many, like the body procedures are big, you know, there's no shortage of body procedures, but to you, they may seem very, um, you know, unsophisticated. You know, we're talking about just like, you know, lipo or breast implants, like just your run-of-the-mill stuff. We don't see too many specialists such as yourself. Why, why do you think that is?
0: I, you know, I, the era, people maybe don't appreciate in general in life, hyper-specialization as maybe we once hmm. did. But to me, hyper-specialization is everything. It's not just me. Like, you know, we have a staff of almost 30. Like, we have 30 brains thinking about one thing all the time. And we But that's really your
2: practice. C- like, what, I, what I'm confused about, and I'm going to cut you off, but what I'm confused about, and maybe I should have said this a little bit more clearly, is, like, body is so big. Like, you know, there's a no shortage people of doing people. It? Yeah, there, yeah, there's so many people who want breast implants, uh, butt lifts, liposuction, laser liposuction. Like there's interest in the body, but there are not a lot of people who are specializing it the way that we see face. So why is that not in alignment from a 30,000
0: foot view? I think a lot of doctors as they're setting up their practice have the idea. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Warren Buffett says, put your eggs in one basket and hold on tight. And that makes sense to me. I'm just an all in. I want to be thinking about one thing all the time. I want to be thinking, and this is why I write the textbooks and give the lectures and I'm constantly, I, I want to be nudging this operation millimeter by millimeter every day. Every day I want to be moving towards a better result. And that's just not what I'm doing in the operating room. What are we doing pre-op? What are we doing post-op in terms of all our, you know, how are we analyzing our patients, preparing them for surgery? How are we taking care of them after surgery? And when you always doing that for one operation i feel like you can really get a hold of it and get and keep and really have a sense that we're moving this in a positive direction there's nothing stale here it's constantly evolving and that's the way my brain works is i just i want i don't get bored doing one thing all day that i'm really good at Like, Mm -hmm. it's stimulating to me. It feels good to do things you're good at.
1: I I get that. And you also are in a metropolitan region that can support such a specialist. Correct. So So that probably helps.
0: From a logistics point of view, we have the density to support hyper-specialization. If you're practicing in wherever, in the middle... You know, I do not say middle of newer, but like a place with a low density. And, you know, there's not enough people to do support. There's not your enough ankles. Calf and ankle. Yeah. Well, there's Yes, two.
1: he's not just the ankle guy. We'll get yeah, to that. There's
0: two, there's two ankles on every person, by the way. So there's a lot right, of ankles right. out there. So. <laughs> two for
1: one. He's, he's running a special. No, okay. Can no, we by talk about. We're not running
0: a special. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't do babies. We're not running a special. Can we talk about? We've been hearing a lot from doctors about how the pandemic has changed their practices, the Zoom effect, where people were seeking out. Facial plastic surgery, minimally invasive cosmetic injectables because they're looking at their faces all day long. What have you seen in your practice that's changed in the last two years because of this huge cultural shift?
0: So from one thing was we we're always busy. I don't think our numbers have gone up in terms of the number of surgery because our schedule and waiting list was always packed. But we've gone international because we pivoted immediately to digital. And I can't believe we didn't really think of it before. But the day they shut us, everyone was shut down. It's like, okay, now we just do consults virtually. And okay. with our web through social media and, now, and word of mouth, all of a sudden, you know, you didn't have to live in the tri-state area to see me. It wasn't just Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. So instead, the first thing that's happened is 30% of my practice now is out of state. And within that, a lot is Europe and the Middle East, because mm-hmm. I can get on a Zoom just as easy to London or Kuwait, or Nebraska, as I can with someone who lives three blocks from me. So we've increased the pool of people. So we're now, it's what now about, a global practice.
1: What about the bodies? Like, are, butt, are people doing butt stuff because they've been sitting on their butts for two years? Like, so what's changed is, as far as what the they want to get done? This is the sense that I get
0: from my patients, and specifically a lot of these big mommy makeover patients. Health and wellness matters. Health, health has never mattered more. Like, we literally all face death. So there's a lot of the, you know what, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to do this for me now. It's not, I, I don't see the, like, I sat on my bum and now I want my bum done. It is, so I am taking control. It's more of like a control.
1: bucket list kind it of thing. It is more of
0: like, you know, I sat at home.
1: Life is short.
0: Life is short. I'm going to do the thing I thought about and just never got around to. The other thing is a lot of the professional, you know, I operate on a lot of doctors and lawyers who were never going to come see me at 11am on a Tuesday because they're so busy. But now they can do a consult virtually, either, you know, early in the morning, late at night, you know, we have a lot of flexible hours for that, because we have a global reach, and we'll just make it work for patients. And they can just come for the operation. And because we're so hyper specialized, there's not a lot of diagnostic dilemma. Like, I can tell what your operation is, you know, if I do three operations, I can tell what it is talking to you on zoom. So they can just organize their surgery a lot easier. So I see. going digitally has allowed us to go global. It allows us to hit people who couldn't come to see me because they're just too busy.
1: Well, they still come to you for the surgery, but you've been able to do all the pre-op stuff via the interwebs. Correct. Don't you
2: need Got to it. feel the body? Don't you need to like, isn't there's so much of it is like tactile? Don't you feel like you need to like feel the fat? Well, after the you density? felt like
0: 10,000 bodies... Yeah. And my wife, this is a professional discussion, but (laughs) you get a sense. And like, I kind of know, I know what the operation is. We leave a little bit of variability if we have to pivot on the day of, but it's pretty rare that we change our plan. People from all over the world. Are people like
1: dropping trow and sticking their butts in their webcams for you?
0: Correct. But we have it on a protected link.
1: Of course, because this (laughs) is medicine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just picturing it like you during the pandemic, just seeing a lot of people at home showing you. That's, yeah, but of course it makes your, it, no, I mean, you're doing your pre-op. It would have happened by the in the way, office. I Why not do it low, online?
0: There's a safer psychological threshold than, you know, oh, yeah. walking into a stranger's room, being into an office and huh. being like, hey, take your clothes off. The doctor will be in a minute. You can kind of prepare yourself. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. You know, there might be. There's a lot of time there's like a walk-in closet. You feel comfortable. You can set the stage. Turn up
1: the heat so we're not freezing in the paper gown.
0: You also can wear what you want versus like, you know, our paper gown and disposable. Underwear. You know, they can kind mm-hmm. of yeah. say, hey, I only want, you know, to, for you to show you this. So that's why I put on this. You know, people who are busy working, it's like a lot of clothes on and off coming in for a consult. It's like when they're home, they can kind of plan and prepare them. It like makes it a little easier. They don't have to, if they're in their work clothes, like they're, it's a little logistic plan. Yeah.
1: Well, we wanted to speak with you in part because we hear you have one of the most tricked out offices in the city. You're on top of Bergdorf. You have all of the robots and gizmos and technology, including the custom made ones. So we know that you know what's the hottest and newest. What are you really excited about right now? Like what technologies are you excited about? What procedures? I think it's important
0: to say when we signed the lease here, I'd never even been to Bergdorf's. My wife, I didn't even know what it was. That's how, you know, hyper-focused I was on the, on the work. You know, my wife convinced me that this was a good location, but the view is what sold me on it because we have, you know, a whole floor with Central Park views I was like, "That's gotta that you know, that's great, and that is really going to inspire people." And we were able to bring kind of our energy to life in a physical space, and it mm-hmm. really helps your staff. It's really nice to go to work in a place they love to be at. But when it comes to the technology, and yeah, we are tricked out here. It, a lot of it is thing is tools that are taking the procedures we do and make and just nudging them forward. There's never I don't. There's not going to be magic in And it's always the person holding the tool. It's not the tool itself. You know, it's Mm. not as a photocopier. But what I'm liking and loving is the ability to melt that so things come out smoother and easier. That's with our VASER ultrasound technology. And they keep coming out with newer versions, which allow a more streamlined delivery of energy and skin tightening. And the skin tightening, which is a very good adjunct, its ability to heat the skin from the inside and cause the collagen to remodel or tighten, like tying an old shoelace knot. And that we're using plasma technology in the office. And that's the surgical stuff. When we flip over to the non-surgical side, we really love the muscle building technology with M-Sculpt. I love M-Sculpt. It's like, who doesn't want more muscle? Or, and it is just like a jumpstart or a catalyst for your workout plan, and especially people who have body sculpting procedures. We bring the skin down to the muscle, and then we can bring the muscle up And putting those together, we can really give people a head start to the best version of their body. So wait,
1: do the surgery first yeah, and then they come back and somebody else in your office does the M sculpt on them to finesse the finished look.
0: Yeah. And that goes along with their wellness, like their exercise routine. And that's why we just get some of these incredible, like mind blowing outcomes.
1: So Jess and I were wondering about that, the exercise thing, because I think a lot of people come for a body procedure and they're like, it's, done, I'm fixed. It's good. Like, what have you noticed that makes a difference and makes a better result? As it's far the as people who
0: come, who exercise a lot, pre-op, who are like, what not kind, a lot necessarily kind of like, no, so it's not necessarily, have, you don't have to be a fitness junkie, but people who take care of themselves, like, this is how I live my life. I eat pretty well. I'm not a monk. I exercise a good amount, but you know, I'm not crazy. And this is how far I can take my body. And like, if you can safely and predictably take it a little farther, I can maintain and enhance that through my exercise. The most common thing I see for my female patients is majority of my practice. That makes a big difference is Pilates type exercise. High, you know, low weight, high rep, this fast twitch kind of exercises really help tighten things from the inside and help create those long lean lines. The power lifting stuff tends to give a bulky appearance and i find most of our patients are lo- looking for that long lean elegant athletic look not bulky look
2: okay so pilates it is got it let's talk about some of your procedures i was interested in the breast boost not personally but just like want to talk about it how is this okay. different than an actual lift
0: so we see a lot of patients who are maybe a little deflated from breastfeeding or just looking for a boost or a perk to their breast size. And there's a lot of women who are just adverse for whatever reason to breast implants. Mm-hmm. And since we're basically doing some type of lipo or sculpting on everyone, we have these, you know, amazing regenerative material from them called fat. Mm-hmm. So what we like to do is we get the fat out from whatever we're doing, purify it and reinject it. And when we're reinjecting it, we we are able to enhance the volume. Yeah. And alter the shape. But there are limitations compared to implants. If the patient is hypermetabolic or like an extreme exerciser, they can kind of lose some of that fat, especially if they have any dramatic weight loss after okay. surgery. So we think you can you predictably get an increase in about half a cup. So this is something that. From a
1: fat transfer.
0: Yeah. You get about a half a cup, but tonight, the technology we use to put it in vibrates. So a lot of the times, it's not like I'm pouring a can of coke into the breast. We're able to mm-hmm. expand the tissues within the breast, so we can alter the shape while we're enhancing the volume. Versus can just you a choose straight your a.
1: shape. Yeah, can it? Say well, we're where you pretty much it?
0: set on like a, a nice breast shape. Like if someone asked for a weird breast shape, we
1: wouldn't do that. Yeah, there's not no, a lot, but. <laughs> like everybody has different brush shapes. Like what if you want, I need more on the left or I want a teardrop or I want a rounder. So yeah, yeah. There's a
0: little bit of wiggle room there. We always want to give our patients agency for decisions about the way the outcome is. We do not set, you know, the standard. We work with them on what is reasonable, what is safe and what is predictable. We're really just trying to re-volumize after breastfeeding or slightly alter the shape and size in people who have not breastfed.
1: How long does that last? Yeah, that's
2: my next question. Remember, I said I wasn't interested, and now I'm like totally interested.
0: At about three, <laughs> four weeks, like what you see is what you get, meaning, like those fat cells that were once in your calf or your waist that now live in your breasts are those that's your living and breathing tissue. That's so they're awesome. going to stay with you forever. But if you have dramatic weight loss, they may come down. Dramatic weight gain, they may go up, but they're going to go up in proportion. With the rest of your body. so Okay. Well, they don't, great- like,
1: remember that they're a butt cell, right? Like, if you tend to carry your weight in your lower half, and then you move the lower half fat cells to your upper half, you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, no, fat cells
0: do have, fat like, cells no, have very little memory. They're, like, okay. super – they're poor students. They're, like, awful memory. No, they just <laughs> the live they where just they – They just want to, like,
1: <laughs> volumize and devolumize. That's yeah, all they're Yeah, they just want to okay. eat
0: and and live, like like the rest of us. Okay. <laughs> so that's, like, an add-on procedure. All We do – Probably every day I do a breast augmentation. So, and then if you want to get like a little inside baseball or get granular, we use specific technology to purify the fat. So, you know, we get all the fat out and then, you know, we kind of get rid of the schmutz. So just the good stuff that's left over Mm -hmm. and we're injecting it in a closed system, which means it's never exposed to the air. It kind of comes out, goes through a tube, goes through a machine, goes back in, looks like a little bit of Willy Wonka factory happening. And when mm-hmm. we're injecting it, we're using a little vibration tool. So we're putting little pieces everywhere. So we're not, you know, putting it all in one spot to try to add a lot of volume. We put little pieces everywhere to increase the chance that each little piece will get its own blood supply and survive. We use special... So you have ant- better
1: results than a typical fat transfer that we've Yeah, it's been a lot of about. equipment, okay.
0: a lot of technique, where you place it. Are you, you know, we're placing it like just under the, a certain amount, just under the skin, a certain amount within the breast gland itself. We are adding a specific amount in certain depths because we mm-hmm. have the instrumentation and know-how to do that to get a more predictable, nicer result. And that just comes along with doing a lot of them and investing in the technology and techniques to do it.
2: Okay, so if somebody hears that, you know, another doctor does this, they may not be doing
1: it the way you're doing it.
0: Yeah, like you don't wanna just like take fat out of a stomach in a syringe and just shove it in the breath. Like that's yeah. not the procedure.
1: Okay. Are people doing that?
0: I don't know what anyone else is doing. I- Laser, okay. laser focused here.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so another procedure that you alluded to before was, is the mommy makeover. And listen, I do think I just need to call it the elephant in the room. Some people find that like term a little like, well, why do mommies need makeovers? You tell us why not mommies need makeovers.
0: So mommies definitely don't need makeovers. They're told, you know, everyone is perfect in their own sense, mm-hmm. but it's that sense of self. So one of the reasons I love you know, procedures that deal with some of the changes of pregnancy, a lot of those patients come to us. They've never had aesthetic surgery before. And they're coming almost in a reconstructive sense. Okay, this is my core is broken. Okay, these I look like I'm nine months pregnant. I haven't had a kid in eight years. I've been doing planks for 10 for eight years. Nothing's changing. You're talking
1: about abdominal muscles.
0: Yeah. And or this skin is, you know, I'm 108 pounds, but my skin is hanging down to my knee cuz I had four kids and like two mm-hmm. of them were massive. So there's a low psychological threshold to make the change. Mm-hmm. They're look they're thinking about it almost in a reconstructive nature. They're young, vibrant people or whatever age vibrant people. They look in the mirror and they're like this I'm my body is broken. Like this is a this is not normal. I have to wear a ton of contraptions to either hold my muscles together. Or roll my skin into my pants. And so those patients have such an amazing emotional recovery from the operation. It is not a typical cosmetic patient in the sense of I'm just coming in to alter or change this. They're really trying to fix things. So and being someone who, you know, has a young family, I see the emotional changes that pregnancy does to someone and that reversing those And enhancing those really brings a lot of sense of self to people. So that's something that I've just really decided to focus on. And it's something that's a huge part of my practice.
2: I I totally understand everything you're saying. So can you walk us through some of the different, like, you know, I I don't know. Does a mommy makeover include all of those things? Or can people pick like a la carte?
0: It's like, it's a catch all phrase. Basically what we're doing. Sounds like a lot of work.
2: It could be a lot of work or a
0: little bit of work, and that's why, as someone who focuses on these procedures, not all moms are the same. Not everyone. It's not like here's one procedure, so we come up with a custom operation for everyone. And even if someone, even if I took five people that look exactly the same, we might do five different operations because okay. they may have different desires, expectations, downtime, or like scar tolerance. So typically, we're starting in the abdomen, and we address, when we start in the abdomen. We always typically always start with contouring. We'll recontour the waist and the abdomen that's with our lipo and then we're going to address the muscle so if the muscles are severely separated patients feel like you know they do a plank their stomach falls out of them they're getting out of the cab like they're going out to the left their stomach goes to the right because their (laughs) core used to be you know something that they relied on to hold everything together and now they can't rely on it because it's not holding everything together the muscles are in a non-functional position we want to repair those We can get access to those muscles with a mini tuck if they have very little loose skin, or we can do a full tuck if they have a ton of loose skin. And some of the things that we're innovating and working with our colleagues in South America is instead of just getting in there and putting the middle muscles back together, we're now putting the side or the oblique muscles. We call it a multi-vector muscle repair. So we're putting things back, not just in the traditional sense, and that can help recreate waistlines that, you know, a lot of patients come After pregnancy, they say, I look boxy. I feel like I look like a box because as the muscles separate, the core and that corset look of the female core separates out and gets a little boxy. Mm -hmm. So we'll go and fix that. So we're fixing the, we help deal with stubborn fat, recreate the contour. We'll fix the muscles and then we'll get rid of the skin. We can get rid of the skin with a mini tuck, which is something about the size of a Nerf football. We can do a full tuck if they have a ton of loose skin, they were really stretched out. And one of the things that I like to do a lot is we pull up, I call it the reverse mini tuck. We'll put a scar underneath the breast, hit like a breast implant scar and take out like a like a banana design of a skin and lift up for people who have loose skin above their belly button. And we'll make all different combinations of these depending on the patient. Wow.
1: What about the people whose muscles have separated? Who's who have been told that they can't ever get their regular abdominal wall back? Can you fix that deep kind of thing, or is this more the? Yeah, we,
0: I mean, listen, we're always there's no such thing as perfection. It's always the pursuit of perfection. We we, we can put the muscles back. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be outliers. I can't think of any, but I'm sure there are. But we can no, that's put the good muscles.
1: No, I, I hear that that's more common than you would think after a, a pregnancy and a lot of.
0: No, we can put the muscles back together. And, you know, we do a lot of these mini tucks. You know, we actually did two of them today. There's a lot of fit moms who don't have a ton of loose skin, but their muscles are separated. So they kind of walk around looking round, but like they're also very small. And a lot of plastic surgeons say, you know, you have to have a full tuck. And they're like, I don't really have a lot of loose skin. Why do I have to have a cut from hip to hip? So I've kind of created this technique where we can make a small scar, you know, Four finger a mini size of a mini, a mini football, you know, that's just like above the, pu- you know, that's hidden in the underwear bikini line. And we have instruments that can go all the way from the pubic area to the ribs. So we have instruments that, like, I can sew from the groin all the way up to the ribs and put the muscles back. So we don't have to make that wide tummy tuck incision if they don't need it. So we have options. And then at the same time, we'll address the breast, whether they want to lift an implant, a lift with an implant, fat transfer, fat transfer with a lift. Do
1: you do vulva and vaginal surgery also? Nope.
2: Not okay. at
0: all.
1: <laughs> that's where you draw the line.
0: <laughs> that's a firm, that's a firm. Su- well, listen, actually, to be serious about it, I don't do it because I'm not trained in it. I'm not a gynecologist. I don't, I really believe you shouldn't do an operation. You don't, you aren't able to treat all the complications. And I think if you're going to do vaginal surgery, first of all, you know, you should know how to do a proper vaginal exam, know all the diseases, illnesses that can arise that you can find on And I don't like, I'm not trained. It's not like, I don't need to play around. No, I, I think people hear mommy yeah.
1: makeover and they're like, I walk in, I walk out with a whole new body everywhere. So it's good that we've clarified what yeah. exactly you're talking it's about. It's mostly
0: the core. It's the skin, the fat, the muscle, Mini or full, reverse, mini, like all the different variations. We do that. You know, that's why people come from all over the world because we'll, we'll customize it to you with the breast and then, you know, a little bit of buttock sculpting sometimes and a little bit of extremities. But these, just to paint the picture, these are big operations. Just because you don't have a big scar doesn't mean it's not a big operation. This is a big recovery. And we have a whole team, like, this is a lot of aftercare. Yeah. And so, like, when we talk to patients, it's not like, we're going to do this, this, and this. It's like, it's a big operation. It's a big commitment. We're all in. We need, you, we need you to be all in.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about the tush. What's going on with the BBL, state of the Brazilian butt lift? What's happening? So, you know, I feel like every still, year we've it, got to check in. Like, is it still hot? We're still doing
0: them. So, I, you know, everyone has different aesthetics. In my office, you know, we talk about better, not bigger bums. I put in a little bit of fat to reshape the bum and like call it a day. Just under the skin, super safe. We don't make big bums. It's just not part of my thing. There's lots of people who do that. Like, we just try to like give a little perk, call it a day. So we do a lot of like little fat transfer for a better, not necessarily bigger bum. We're just trying to help with shape. I find that's incredibly safe, incredibly predictable, gives you a long lasting, nice aesthetic result. There's no cartoonish look. There's no odd look. It's not a fad to have a nice bum. You know, you don't need a massive bum. That's not my thing.
2: Are people mentioning that like that that phrase Brazilian butt lift? Cause I feel like that phrase is still like, it's I put it in Google the other day. It's still trending. Yeah. I know it's not your thing. I'll clarify. It's not your thing.
0: I mean, we do a lot of fat transfer to the bums, uh-huh. but when I think you hear the term BBL yeah. or Brazilian butt lift, you think super narrow waist, super big bum. Right. So patients will say, you know, that's why a lot of the times we'll call it an athletic BBL. Patients okay. will say, I'm interested in athletic BBL, or they'll say, what, you know, what can we do about my bum? I don't want it bigger, but I feel like it's kind of droopy or doesn't have the shape I really like.
1: Right. Okay. While we're on this topic, I have to ask, cause I know you're going to be honest with me. Do people get their lower rib taken out to make their little waist? <laughs> little or not something in America, looks-
0: but I have a friend in Colombia who does it and he, he, he's presented like pretty amazing lectures, like scientific, not like like, nonsense. No, no, like, I'm being serious. When they're doing a tummy tuck, from the inside, he uses a harmonic scal- scalpel, which is a way of cutting without causing a lot of heat. Or they do remove floating ribs to reduce the waste. To me, just because, you know, that's the Jurassic Park stuff. Like, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Like, So you uh, draw and,
1: the line at taking out uh Yeah, because I think
0: it gives awkward appearances. I think you get, like, you don't need a waist that, like, I can put my hands around it. Like, I, I just think that goes over the line of elegant aesthetics yeah but just like everything there's there are people who want that
2: is do you see that happening here
0: i don't know i haven't i don't know anyone who's doing it here i'm sure you can always find someone if you look but like i like my ribs to cover things like lungs and hearts that's like super important
1: to me you medically
0: mm-hmm. we, yeah you call me old-fashioned huh? so
2: wow <laughs> did you share your opinions with this doctor or did you keep them to yourself I mean, he's very safe, reputable academic guy.
0: And, you know, they're not taking the like they take ribs for noses all the time here. Right. No big deal. Take a like you guys here. They do rib rhinoplasty. They take a piece of a rib. So there are things you can do that's safe and predictable. And, you know, maybe in a few years we'll be talking differently. I just think that that's outside of my realm of safety. You mean like a bone
1: graft? Like if someone needs a little bone, they get it from the rib to put it on the nose? kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you, but we're you not, know, so t- that's no, not removing an entire
0: You're rib. removing part of the rib. I
1: mean, it's in the same family,
0: you know, so it's Full not-
1: disclosure, I have had a rib removed. There,
0: there you go. So here we go. Not, not
1: the lower. It was for thoracic outlet syndrome. So it was like a top rib, but I have it in a jar literally right over there. So yeah, I know I'm what it looks things. like. And okay. You knew this, I felt oh, like.
2: No, no. no, we talk about it offline. So, no you know, removing anyway.
0: ribs can be done safely. But, like, that falls outside well, my of my... it was mind. for medical
1: reason. It wasn't because I wanted, like, a tinier waist. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. Tight waist. Listen, arm, we right? don't do it. It's... I don't know anyone I who does that it. I rumor yeah.
1: all the time. So I was like, let me ask Dr. Neinstein. He'll tell me the truth. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. It,
0: if you really want your more of your ribs removed, but, like, you're running out of ribs
1: here. <laughs> no. I mean, you already had some. I'm like <laughs> oh my You got to No, I'm good. Keep some, I'm good. And, I've got what I need. You got to wow. keep <laughs> some of that...
0: Keep your ribs. And, but I know who to send you to.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, Good to know. So let's also talk about some of your patient demo. You see a lot of men in your practice.
0: Yeah. We have about 30%, 30% male, same type of person, A-type, eats well, exercises, knows their limitations. Men have a genetic predisposition in general for man boobs and flanks. And Uh like a lot of us, no matter how much you starve yourself and exercise, like they stick out, and especially with the type of fashion, a lot of people like to wear tight things, and like they see their chest and they see their flanks like spilling out in their tight T-shirt and their tight jeans, and those are slam dunks. It doesn't create so. A so, li-
1: what do you do there? Liposuction for like liposuction
0: the- with a little gland removal in the chest, liposuction in the waist. When you can, and you can sculpt them in a very masculine way. We're not trying to create a feminine silhouette. We're trying to create that kind of Romanesque V. But mostly with the men, it's a very – just a gentle, like, you know, just make my chest flat and, like, get my flanks out. So, like, when I wear all these nice clothes I bought, I feel comfortable in them.
2: When you say gland removal, you're talking about chest? Yeah, some of the
0: extra breast gland. Gynecomastia is the medical term. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And we can get a lot of that out through the armpit now so you don't have that big scar around the areola.
2: Is that hereditary? Like, you know, when you said man boobs, I'm not being – I'm not being – So all men –
0: all men have breast tissue. Yeah. Typically at puberty, just for whatever reason, some will have a little bit of sensitivity to estrogen that's floating around and they'll grow more breast tissue and that kind of sticks around. There's certain medications, diseases and illness throughout life that can cause excess breast tissue growth. Yeah. But most of it's what we call idiopathic. They'll say, "Yeah, I hit puberty, grew, I haven't been able to take my shirt off at the beach and like I've had enough."
1: Why do you call them flanks not like like love handles or whatever? I remember so, the medical
0: this is a good term. We call it the waist in females the waist, and we call the waist in males flanks. And that's not ubiquitous. And it, like, even though I've written that in medical textbooks, there's no yeah. like this bone, like the arm bone is like a humerus, like that's like accepted in medicine. But like, male and female waist, like because th- it's super, it's soft tissue anatomy, like doesn't have a defined term. But oh. just to break it down, we call waist in men flanks, and waist in female waist. <laughs>
1: I see. Okay. Speaking of waste, we've been talking a lot about fat. So we have to ask you about cool sculpting. It's had a lot of news lately. Clearly, we all saw what Linda Evangelista went through. And we wanted to ask you what, in your opinion, is going on with cool sculpting?
0: So I think the technology was really good. Like it's pretty, it's pretty cool, like innovative technology and in the way they found it. And then I think, you know, they. The device just became super popular and was everywhere and if you told me you could get surgical results without having surgery i would be sitting here with a cool sculpting device on eating ice cream but that's (laughs) not reality so i think they're just applying this device to everyone who comes in who just is willing to have it and i don't think you can put the same device with the same you know settings on me on you guys on shaquille o'neal and press a button and expect the same result, right? And who's just- they?
2: You're saying they applied. Are you saying they, the manufacturer, or the manufacturer, the people using it?
0: I don't. I don't have. I don't think anyone has any malice. By the way, I don't think anyone's trying to do anything but help their patients. And yeah. I think that just because the the technology is applied so ubiquitously, and you're anticipating the same type of energy in the same way, is going to cause the same result and everyone. You know. Every operation I do is customized and unique to that person.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what's happened? So this device, you apply energy from the outside and you hope the fat goes away. Well, sometimes it goes away and sometimes it grows. And sometimes it grows and gets encased in scar. I mean, I saw, I had a patient- Could that also
1: most, happen with traditional liposuction though?
0: Well, that's under the skin. We're taking the fat out. We're not playing with it from the outside with a UFO. I mean, we're, we take it out. Like we're not playing around. I mean, some of the growths that we see, the so-called PAH, which is the- basically growth of fat from CoolSculpting. Some of them are, are like, I saw, we had a woman from Australia who had an upper abdominal fat growth so much, she could like put two wine bottles and like two wine glasses on it. It was like a full shelf. I had to cut it off. Like, whoa! it, it was pretty, you know, it was a pretty good party trick but, for a while. Why does but, it
2: grow? Like, like I, I wasn't aware.
0: You know, if you put energy from the outside, hot, cold, whatever, and hit the inside, Almost like it's just as likely to grow as it is to like shrink. Like, you're, like, how do you tell the cell what to do, right? So every now and then the, cell, the cells say, we're going to grow grows, instead so of shrink. And because it's uncontrolled you can't energy. predict
1: which people that will happen to.
0: Yeah, there's, no, there's some like hints. Maybe it's this type of person, but like no one really knows. But I operate probably five to 10 people a week who come to see me. Who sit, and the story's all the same. I was thinking of getting lipo, but then like my XYZ doctor said, why would do lipo? Like just sit here and watch Netflix and like put this device on, you'll get the same results. And then they obviously didn't and it got worse and then they need a big operation. So we've created like our own protocol for treating them, how we can melt the scar, smooth the scar, remove the fat and treat them after. And we treat a lot of these patients from around the world. Like I think, you know, people from Australia. Europe, Middle East, and, you know, everyone few and far between in the United States.
1: Are coming for cool sculpt revision. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Are there any other procedures that give you pause then? I mean, there's ones with heat that do something similar. So,
0: yeah, I mean, or, I think or you need,
1: not even with fat. I don't know. What wouldn't you do? I
0: think the pause is really a lot of the times the story is I did this treatment and it didn't work. Or, like, they didn't notice a change. And then they said, so they went back to wherever and they said, well, just keep doing it until it works. Mm -hmm. I think if you do something and it doesn't work, like, your body's telling you not to do this. Like, it didn't work. Like, don't. Keep doing it and expect a different result. And I think when you keep piling on trouble, eventually you get into it. So, so it
2: might work for some people. Like you mentioned, that scope works for some people. Most people who get, from my
0: experience, and this is is like they kept they were getting the problems with CoolScoping after like multiple sessions. So, like if the first one didn't work, you should just bail. So, I'm not yeah. saying all non-surgical devices are nonsense. Not like there's a lot of R and D. These are real companies. They get FDA approval. But yeah. as opposed to surgery, I think that if, it's, if it doesn't work for you the first time, like get out. And by the way, if it works well, stop, like <laughs> be careful. You know, there's a lot of faith and trust in doctors. And it's like, if my doctor has this device, it, it, it can't hurt me. Why would they want to hurt me? And they don't want to hurt you. But there's a lot of uncontrolled variables with devices.
2: So then how do we know that you, you know, you have devices that you, you know, are non-surgical in your office that yeah. you love. How do we know that those are safe?
0: Correct. So there's definitely a risk that they're not. But what I like is that they don't target skin or fat. Like I'm trying to grow the muscle. (laughs) Like I want. Oh, you're talking
1: about M-Sculpt, not. That's the only device I have. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: We don't have anything that targets, that applies energy to skin and fat.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. We only, there's the only energy that stimulates muscle cells. Like if your muscle grows too much and you're too ripped, you know, we'll deal with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because you raise a really interesting thought there. And I definitely want to follow up. And I don't know if
0: you want to air this or not. But the way they sell devices is to doctors, you know, you have to, you earn a living by using your two hands and like you only have so much time and you only have so many hands. So why not get these devices that can run without you as like a way to make passive income in your practice, which is very enticing to a doctor. So that market will always be there because... The doctors are always going to be interested in that.
2: So how do you find a good surgeon? Because this is a question we get in our DMs all the time.
0: Gotcha. I mean, it's difficult, right? Like, how do you find a good lawyer? How do you find a good accountant? I'll tell you, when I want like a professional service, I go. the number one thing that I do, I start with a professional that I've trusted. Most people at some point know someone that they trust. And so, you know, if I need an accountant I'll ask, or a new accountant, I'll ask, a lawyer of mine that I really trust. Hey, who do you like? And then I actually go and want to see them. But now we take a step back when someone says, "Why don't I'm interested in this person. So what I would do, I would actually look at the reviews and look at it with an open eye. Like, you know, if I'm going to go on Yelp for a restaurant, I like restaurants that have a lot of like reviews, like even if some of them are bad, like I like a lot of, that A lot of things are happening there. These Quantity places is there's, important. Yeah. There's action there. Okay. These guys are okay. doing things like, and some of the reviews are going to be bad. Like, you know, and, and that's okay too. But you so yeah, also, so you're not
1: talking about Yelp. Like we truly go on Yelp. No, but you, you want to
0: get a sense of the, is there things where, happening where, there?
1: Where do you think there's a good review? Google reviews,
0: say. real self, and even look at Yelp, by the way. And with the negative, is there like just a couple oddballs that seem a little quirky or is there like a very consistent, like, very certain thing that all these people are saying and like that should be addressed that is not being addressed or you're just like there's some quirky people that you know don't mesh and then i do think social gives you an like if you you does give you an insight into their world like our social is like basically unedited it's pretty raw it this this is what we're doing this is who i am this is you know i get up at four in the morning I read, I exercise, I go to work. This is my family. This is what I do all day at work. And these are the people in my office. You can learn their personalities, get a sense of it. I think you're at the point now, like you don't need, like you want to get a sense of who they are, the reputation. So it's, it's putting it all together. Word of mouth, online reputation, how they portray themselves on social. I wouldn't go see a doctor who's like, showing off going to nightclubs like the, to me that's like you know what is this person doing on weeknights like <laughs> if they're showing you like are, what time do you go to bed
2: if you're going if you're getting up at 4 a.m nine o'clock okay we got to wrap this up soon exactly it's almost bedtime but okay.
0: so it's word of mouth reviews social and then go see the doctor and then honestly it's it just like dating like you'll get a sense like do i like this person do i trust this person
2: yeah okay now that makes but there's no sense. there's no
0: like simple way
2: well, I've got to ask you this, and I, I'm cu- really curious what you have to say about this. Given given your sort of strata, what about when someone ha- offers a discount? What do you mean? Like, there's a special, like a coupon. Yeah, or like blah blah. You know, yeah, like a, Buy a one discount, get one free, money off. Yeah. Well, I think in just like
0: every business, people are going to have different models. So. You know, Walmart makes more money than Balenciaga, right? So those are sophisticated businesses, like corporate breast places, corporate lipo practice, run by private equity groups that have thirty locations nationwide. They're going to offer a cheaper product, and they may offer a lot of specials. That company makes a ton, way more money than the boutique doc. Okay, right. right. So most boutique docs, like myself and some of the other doctors you have on, that run that have a big infrastructure to provide not just the surgical procedure, but the experience, you know, there, there's like 25, 30 people involved in a surgical experience. So it's not just the doctors charging a lot for his or her Mm -hmm. day's time in that operation. It's for this whole infrastructure to support, you before, during, and after.
1: But you're, are you wary of those larger corporate-run entities that I mean, might offer? I mean, it's not
0: for me. I wouldn't want a family member going there.
1: But you're not saying that means it's a but listen, bad if practice. you have a budget
0: of, like, X and you really want to do it and you can't afford the doctor you want to go to, like,
1: that might be the best option for you. Yeah. So not an immediate red flag. Still do that homework you, you have were talking about. You have to live about. in reality sometimes.
0: Well, remember, if something's owned by private equity... You know, these guys, these groups aren't in it to loot. like, they're not, they, you may think they're playing it loose and fast, but
1: like, you know, if they're hiring reputable doctors to do the work,
0: but they're not like investing hundreds of million dollars, like to buy, you know, math, like a, a, a network point. of practices to loot. Like they're not trying to be dangerous. You're just probably right. not getting <laughs> a good network or infrastructure. Yeah, they wouldn't be in
1: business if they were, if there was malpractice left and right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: You're not going to have the best of the best staff. You're not going to have the customer experience. You're not going to have access to your surgeon. Like you're not going to have their cell phone number. Like, you know, my patients can text me or call me 24 seven. You may not even know who your surgeon is. Like literally may never even meet them. They may literally just put you to sleep and whoever gets in the room gets in the room.
2: (laughs) That that sounds like a horror movie. Okay.
0: But that's, but just like every industry, there are, are you know, there are, Hotels that are There's very trade-offs. cheap and hotels that yeah. are very expensive. Restaurant. No, Restaurants, no. yeah. But it was, it was yeah. the putting
2: to sleep part that scared me. The putting to sleep and then the stranger yeah,
0: cutting me open. To me, surgery is such a big deal that I would tell someone, I'd, I'd rather you, like, save up for it and do it right than just do it now because, like, your friend got her butt done or something, you know, and, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. just want to get yeah. it done because you don't want to be left out. Like, it's something, you know, parachutes and plastic surgery you don't want to cheap out on.
2: Uh, that's funny. Okay. Hit us with a few of your favorite products. And then we know we, you've got to get to bed. This is making me nervous. Your early bed, well, t- your early wake up.
0: We like the Skanuva aftercare product that it, it's a, it's a growth factor serum that used, we use for scar care as opposed to typical silicone that works really well to make our little lipo dots or lipo pokes like fade in terms of skincare. Like, I don't know anything. Like my wife, I just use whatever's in the shower. Like I'm like a traditional guy like that.
1: <laughs> But You don't have any favorite products, like a shampoo that, like, you
0: love? I'm literally, like, whatever is, like, there. Like, whatever my wife gets.
1: Cologne? Like, you feel like a cologne nothing. guy, maybe.
0: No. no. I'm a, like, I like shoes, sneakers, because, like, my outfit Okay, scrubs. what are your favorite sneakers? We are big-time APL people. Like, okay. I, I have, like, 80 pairs, every color. Super co- In my office, like, it, you know, I like, it brings out, like, the energy. I like all the different colors confetti
1: wait the- your shoe collection is in your office
0: i have a shoe, a shoe collection in my office to wear in the office and i like colorful big hoodies because that's what i wear most it's it's my scrubs
1: oh, You're a fashion guy
0: it's okay. hoodie and fun shoes and like and so from the hoodies i mean that's where we'll we'll flex we'll wear like a torn balenciaga sweatshirt and like walk <laughs> in
1: like to any hotel in the city and, where and my patients are staying Spring bar soap on your face
0: no, I use fancy stuff. I just don't know what it is because it's my wife's. Like, in then, right. you know. <laughs> I got it, I got
1: it. All right, before I let you go, we've we'll got to hit you with the Fat Mascara 5, super speedy. I think I might know the answer, but what type of exercise gives your patients the most bang for the buck post-procedure?
0: Pilates, don't call it Pilates.
1: <laughs> got it. What's your favorite type of exercise?
0: High intensity interval
1: training. What is the most surgeries that you've ever done in one day? Five. Okay, do you listen to any music when you're doing surgery?
0: I prefer country music.
1: Oh, who's on the rotation for the surgery?
0: We're very into Cole Swindell right now. Shout out to Cole Swindell. If you're listening out there, big fan, buddy.
1: (laughs) I love it. And at the end of the day, it's 8.58 PM. (laughs) How do you, how do you unwind?
0: (laughs) You know, it really comes for me. The foundation is taking care of myself, like mentally and physically. I read a lot of philosophy, I exercise a lot, I sleep a lot or sleep as much as I can. And the real foundation that was the family, like spending time with my kids, spending time with my wife, spending time with my three crazy dogs. I have three Chinese crested dogs.
1: So cuddles at the end of the day to unwind. Like what gets you out of work mode?
0: That foundation is everything. That home base, that soft, that safe place where it's just, it's all love. And, you know, it makes you want to get up and be the best version of yourself every day because you're representing a team.
1: So family is how you I unwind. That. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara.
2: Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. This is great.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also
2: want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to
1: ask a beauty question, email us at info at If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening.
0: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance.